Hello there. Welcome to the Body and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. This Body and Soul podcast is dedicated to hope. A hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. Have faith. It is possible. Right now, there are a lot of challenges facing the Earth and its inhabitants. These episodes are designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me. Hi, another podcast by Body and Soil. I am Dr. Gundi Rhodes, and I would like to welcome my first ever guest on my show, which is uh, Ria Jago. Ria is a community lawyer, and like every one of us, she eats food <laughs> and she's concerned about her health you know, and what it does to us. So we will just have a kitchen table conversation from my home here in rural Australia. So we let's talk today about gluten and the gut microbiome because that's a pretty um, interesting subject nowadays. Everybody started talking about the gut, gut microbiome and every second person at least you talk to has got gluten intolerance. Mm -hmm. Do you know what this all means? No, and so I'm here to ask you what all this means, Gundi. And for me, who really has a very sensitive tummy and tends to get really bloated and so I don't eat gluten, I'm wondering, is there any way I could possibly eat wheat if it was something something milled or done something to it that would make it digestible for me? Yeah. So maybe we'll start at the front, you know, just at the beginning. Um, so just as a background, again, I'm a veterinarian and I've been into healthy food and nutrition for over 30 years. I was also an organic farmer and nutrition is one of my subjects that I do. So I've got a tiny bit of knowledge. So, you know, let's... let's You've got a lot um, of knowledge, actually. Lot of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with maybe with the... Um, I think we need background, you know, to talk about gluten and, um, and why it is so undigestible today and why so many people have problems, you know. It was so, always undigestible? No, it no. wasn't. You know, like, so we as people have started eating or we have started farming wheat about 14,000 years ago in like Mesopotamia, you know, where roughly where Egypt is now. And so wheat actually domesticated us, you know, it, like that was... Probably like those wheat-like grains were the first ones that we, that we found. Mm -hmm. Before that, we were actually roaming around wildly, you know, mm -hmm. hunting and gathering. So wheat was the first thing that made us stay in one place, you know. And, and is that ancestor wheat or the wheat that we eat now? No, it's been really changed, mm -hmm. you know, in the last few years, you know, in the last few years especially, you know, and therein lies one of the problems, you know, what we do to it. Uh, and how we bred it, and now what modern farming does to it. Yeah. So let, let's start with that. You know, so wheat in its ancient form, you would have harvested. It was not as high in gluten. It had starch in it, you know, like which is fine. And then in that little wheat, um, wheat uh, grain, I've got it here. You know, like you have. This is my wheat. Um, you have, you know, like my little wheat grains here. Um, you have actually a lot of power in it and a lot of goodness if you have got the whole wheat. So you have got, you know, little wheat, you probably can't see it. So, you know, in one corner sits the so-called wheat germ 
And you know that that weak germ, you know, is ready to explode. As soon as you put water on, yeah. you know, it would start waking up and start to sprout. Or yeah. if you sow it in your garden or if you're a farmer and you sow it in the field, you know, it starts sprouting. So in its germ is all the genetic information and you have got lots and lots of vitamins and minerals, which is a good thing, mm. yeah? So that's not a problem. You have magnesium, zinc, B1, B2, B3, B6, B12, lots of A, vitamin A, lots of vitamin mm. E, um, iron, molybdenum, um, magnesium, we've had that, you know, all the good minerals mm. are stored in this. In you know, the germ. In, in the germ, which is in that little kernel. Yeah. yeah. It's not the husk, is it? Because I always thought the germ was just the husk. No. 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 And the husk is what we call bran. Ah, yeah. Right. Yeah? Okay. yeah. So bran is actually it's good stuff, you know, but it's really, it's made out of cellulose. You can't digest bran. Yeah. You, if, and it's like a fiber. It's fiber. Right. And really hard fiber. Right. Yeah. So when you buy a bread that is whole meal, yeah. you will have fiber, mm. that husk, mm. and you will have the gluten and starch middle. What you don't have is the germ. So right. because you don't have the germ, you don't have the goodness. So even like a whole meal still doesn't have the germ? No. What happened to the germ? Chucked away. Thrown oh. away. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> because... That's a lot of minerals um, and vitamins that have been thrown yeah, away. exactly. You know, one thing that's also in the germ mm. is actually the essential fatty acids you know, that are so good for you. Mm. So it's oil, wheat germ oil. oil. You might have heard of that. Yeah. So wheat germ oil, which is really super healthy. Yeah. And it's in with vitamin E, which you might have heard is an antioxidant. Yes, I have yeah? heard. So it stabilizes <laughs> your wheat germ oil. But I only so, have heard because you told me that. And so maybe <laughs> the listeners, maybe they'd yeah. like to know a bit more about that. Yeah, vitamin E is number anti, no, anti-cancer, antioxidant number one. Yeah, and so is selenium, which is also in the little region. Yeah. Now, in the processing of wheat, we the all the, the producer, you know, the flour makers, the flour mm-hmm. mill chucks it away. We've only done that for the last hundred years or so since the industrial Why agriculture. They throw out the because best part. Because, yeah, it's the best yeah. part because it becomes rancid, so you ah. can't store it. Ah, yeah. And I talked to the local flour mill. Today, yeah, you know, yeah. it's an organic flour mill, but yeah. she said, yeah, then we need refrigeration. Yeah. Yeah. What so, did they do 150 years ago before they started throwing it away? They just ground it, you know, on the spot. And on the spot and then it. they would eat it, you yeah, know, pretty yeah. much straight away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is the trouble with flour nowadays that you have to realize, you know, it's an extract. And then we started breeding really high gluten content into it because gluten is a gluggy stuff. Mm-hmm that bakers love mm. because it makes the bread stay together. Mm. Yeah. So the underneath more, the poached egg, it's got that lovely, doughy, soft quality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it became fashionable, you know, in the whatever, late 1800s, because only the rich people could afford to have that fine mm. white flour, you know, while all the plebs, you know, the poor people, you know, like all of us, yeah. would have the, this is a bit more nutty, you know, and it doesn't, it crumbles a bit more. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a bit tougher and heavier. Yeah. Mm. But this is where the degradation of food started. 
yeah, because you then get this degraded, extracted product. That's not the end of it, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, like then there's, you know, the farmers store it with really heavy anti-weevil mm -hmm. uh, products, which are really bad for you because they're really poisonous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're so poisonous that um, a friend of mine who sprayed it the other day in his silo I had to go to bed for a whole week. Yeah. What, what is the anti-weevil? Oh, there are lots of organophosphates, organophosphates, insecticides. Things you know, that like kill weevils, that kill life. Yeah, you know, so, you know, if you go into one of those storage silos, you know, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah. You know. So, however, coming um, back to the, the whole grain, mm -hmm. um, they, Western Price, he was a dentist. Have you heard about him? No. He was sort of like quite a few decades ago. He went and looked at all the Aboriginal Amazon, you know, like Inuits, you know, mm -hmm. all the, the tribes that had a really natural diet. And he found that their faces and even the skulls, when you would find them, had beautiful white teeth, no yeah. caries, no holes. Yeah. yeah. Even when they died, yeah. you know, the, the dead skulls, even if ripe old age, right. their jaw structure was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. And then he found twins, you know, where he had one twin that stayed and one twin that would go into civilization right. and be subjected to extracted flour. Because yeah. in a lot of a lot of communities, bread and baked goods are stable. Yeah. Many. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you know like we eat a lot of that. Mm. And he found that the jawline would actually collapse and the teeth, you know, would come forward, you know. Mm. Even I'm a, I think I'm a victim of that too. Mm -hmm. You know, like my teeth, you know, I needed braces, you know, yeah. lots of kids need braces. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is, has got to do with a diet that has been really highly processed. Yeah. yeah. So he did also. So we're not using research. our teeth in the way they're designed to be used. It's a overproduction. It's the over, it's a missing of nutrients. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Not yes, having to chew enough. Chewing enough is mm -hmm. another thing too. Yeah. You know, like when um, when I would see the dentist with my children, you know, like for um, braces, yeah. they went all through the biomechanics, you know, that like your tongue has to go to the top yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. You have to have the chewing process to create a strong jaw, mm. which doesn't happen nowadays because mm. it's all, you know, everything is so soft. Mm. So yes, but the nutrient deficiencies, you know, so he did the little test. He had two lots of rats, one lot of rats that was eating this stuff, you know, whole, and... Uh, Another one that would eat the flour that you buy every loaf of bread with. Yeah. yeah. And he found that those rats, you know, that were eating the whole wheat could live forever, healthily, no problem, you yeah. know, because it's such a little powerhouse of nutrition. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the other, the extracted rats, mm. would become aggressive mm. and they would die, you know, very quickly, mm. you know, just completely nutrient deficient, you know. So this is. Um, so I'm thinking about Donald thing. Trump and his burger diet. Uh, yeah. An impact on mood and aggression. Yeah. And, yeah. and of yeah. course, you know, the impact on mood is when you have white flour, it's actually just the starch and the gluten. Mm. You know, the gluten being the protein mm. part of it and the mm. starch being very sugary. Starches are just a chain of sugars, very easily digestible by us. You know, you mm. eat mm. white toast for breakfast. Mm your blood sugar will go up really fast, yeah? And then your body will create insulin yeah. to get rid of that sugar and put it in your cells. Yeah. And because there was so much sugar, you need so much insulin. Yeah. So then your insulin just 
takes all the sugar, puts it in your cells. Yeah. But your brain needs a blood to have sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. If the insulin grab all the sugar, put it in the cells, mm. your brain would say, I am hungry mm. or I'm mm. even under sugar. Mm. That's what happens, by the way. That's, so that's what happens to nearly every school child nowadays. Yeah. They have, let it be a cereal breakfast. Yeah. With 40% sugar. Very in it. high sugar. Yeah, very high sugar. Cocoa pops, mm. really starchy, really sugar on top or yeah. honey on top. Yeah. And then it goes into their brain and they're like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, half an hour later, you know, or an hour later, maybe, yeah. you they're know, their sugar concentrate. Will, Yeah. That's yeah. when they are at school, you know, and they want to concentrate and they are under sugar. Mm. Yeah. And the body is hungry and then it wants more. Mm. So that happens like with the burger that you eat, the white fluffy buns, cakes, biscuits, mm. you know, mm. like mm. breakfast cereal, anything made with flour, pasta, even, you know, all yeah. of those starchy things, yeah, yeah. you know, potatoes also, you know, they've got a bit more fiber, you know, but so that, that's how the mood swings yeah. are, you know, if anybody watched uh, that sugar film by Damon Gamow, yeah. you know, like he, um, he put on a lot of weight when he just ate normal food, you know, with a lot of sugar in it yeah. and his moods were terrible, you know, that mm -hmm. um, he could really feel the difference, you know. So a summary for this bit is wheat itself, like any grain, was a powerhouse of yeah. health but then we destroyed it, you know, yeah. we extracted it, you know, and when you look over there in the background. Do you want me to get up and demonstrate? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, actually that would be great. Um, so for podcasters, you know, I have got a flour mill that I had for 30 years um, that my mum got me when I was a student and I have made nearly every baked food since then with my own wheat flour, you know, or rye sometimes depending on what I have. Actually, that's, um, yeah, that's a porridge oat thing. That's different. We can talk about that later. Oh, but yeah, I like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've, got two, I've got two little machines in my house. You know, one is, bring a, it over. One is a flour mill. You can see it in the background, actually, yeah. quite nicely. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, it's not connected to electricity, but you can put the wheat in the top, and then uh, you press a button, and you can... Uh, you can choose how fine or how rough it is. So, so if I want to buy this wheat, what am I asking for? Uh, just, just whole wheat. Whole wheat. Yeah. Does yeah. that have the germ? Yeah. It has the germ? Yeah, yeah. And will it last in the cupboard with the germ or does it yeah. become rancid? No, no, not at all. It becomes you know, rancid like, once milled. Yeah, so, yeah, because rancid is oxidation right. and in there, that's where nature is so brilliant, you know, like because it's got its own little, ah. you know, shell. Wheat can be stored for a long time, but once you, once you grind it, you know, in a flour mill in your own or like I do, you know, or if you buy it, then all the good vitamins in there become oxidized, mm -hmm. yeah, very quickly, and then they lose a lot of their goodness. So what I have done always, you know, is have this, you know, birthday mm -hmm. cakes. Ah. I put it in my um, gravy. You know, and Gundy has been offering to make me pancakes with her milled flour and I'm secretly going, I don't want your milled flour, I'm gluten intolerant. And she's been, so mm. I'm actually understanding something for the first time today that we've actually, has been in our kind of field, in our friendship, yes. that you're offering me this because it's got germ in it and when yeah. it's milled, that's all present in the food that you're offering me, yeah. which is and amazing. With it, 
all the all the magnesium and zinc, you know, all of those minerals. All those things that I'm supplementing with because yeah. I can't get it from my yeah. diet. So this is the craziness about the food system nowadays. You know, like we we extract the flour to make it last. Because mm. it's um, more profits if it lasts longer. That's right. Yeah. It's easier for industry to store it, you mm. know, like like uh, Nat, you know, Nat Woods, you know, from yeah. Woods Flour Mill said today. Um, like it's really hard. I need cold storage otherwise, you know. Right. So yeah. Yeah. there it is, you know. But saying she needs that cold she, storage if she mills it on the spot because of, because of the germ becoming rancid. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what uh, did you suggest to her this morning about how to get around that? I think you suggested I, something, didn't you? Well, you know, I said I suggested with this podcast, I will create your market. <laughs> so then, then you can actually just, you know, like. Um, Sell wheat in its in it in its form, you know, yeah. and then um, with instructions to with freeze. Instructions to, yeah, you can just store it like this. You know, weevils are a problem. You know, so put it in the freezer or the fridge mm. against weevils. Mm. Yeah, mm. but the fats in here are mm. really stable. Mm. They will last for a long time. Yeah. yeah, but when you do, then make your own flour out of it. Yeah, you know, then you could either. Put water over it overnight. Water keeps out the oxygen. Okay. Yeah. And then by tomorrow morning, yeah. you have got a really nicely soaked, make a breakfast cereal out of that. Yeah. yeah. Or you um, you make it into gravy, into pancakes, into mm. your apple mm. cake, mm. you know, straight away. Yeah. It was really funny when my kids were little and I would be the strange one, you know, that would have um, organic wholemeal real true whole meal, yeah. you know, um, apple cake instead of a white <laughs> sugary one, you know, with yeah. ninja turtles on top, you know. <laughs> but I tell you what, you know, like my, all the kids really loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they just, oh, yes, you know, like birthday party, yeah. you know. You made ninja cakes with whole brain. But I didn't put the ninjas on it. It was just a really rough cake because I'm not right. such a good cook, you know. Like it was just... Um, Apple cake, you know, yes, the yeah. apples sticking out, mm -hmm. and you know, no, no sugary yeah, yeah. ninja turtles, and the kids still loved know? it, yeah, because it tastes beautiful, and it's got all your love in it, yeah, yeah, and it's got all the goodness, and you know that you have actually produced a cake that is good for you, yeah. yeah? So you know, talking about gluten intolerance, so what yeah. is it? Yeah, let's go, let's go there, yeah. And why do so many people have it? Is it real? Yes, absolutely. You know, you bloat, yeah? I really do. Yeah. So Everyone, I bloat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she bloats. Well, I think, we, I think a lot of us do bloat, yeah. you know, and there is certainly a lot of people that go to Europe, to France, and to Italy actually don't bloat, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not gluten intolerance mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. there's something how what we have done with Australian or American wheat, you know, yeah. like we yeah. grew the gluten content yeah. so much and gluten is the thing that sticks the cake together yeah. so the bakers love it yeah? yes yes your yes. gut doesn't love it though yeah and um as i said it is extracted also so in the germ when i talk about b vitamins yeah b vitamins are actually there to help you digest the flour yeah, yeah? so if you've taken them out yeah you have taken that part out right yeah so the wheat, if it's not all been deconstructed, actually contains the pieces that you need to digest it in the body. Yeah. Which is like this beautiful gift from nature, really, that it's yeah. so complete. Let food be your medicine, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's one thing. You know, what does gluten actually do? 
gluten in the gut. Hmm. Um, a, it's really sticky, you know, so it sort of glugs, glugs it all together. Yeah. But another thing that it does uh, is when you have gut cells, they're, you know, you've got one, you've got the gut and it's one really fine lining. It's just like cellophane, you know, really mm -hmm. thin, like pink foam. Right, yeah. 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 So one the stomach cell, lining is super thin. Not the stomach, okay. they're in the gut. We're in the gut, oh, so lower one, down. One yep. lower down in the gut, okay. right? Yep. So really thin, you know, and then you have got your muscle tissue and, you yeah. know, muscle and, you know, the serosa and so forth, you know, underneath. But the real, um, the real barrier between what you eat and your body, mm. which is the epithelium, all yeah. these little gut cells together, it's one cell layer thick Isn't only. And then you've got these villi, you know, yeah. like, so you've got about the size, if you would put it all out flat, like a tennis ball, mm -hmm. yeah? Tennis court, one layer of cells. So what happens when gluten hits? So tennis is that that's the quantity. That's the quantity. A yeah. Tennis court size layer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. In your gut. So wow. it's a lot. That's right? a lot. So what happens when gluten hits it? Yeah. And um, Zach Bush, who is an amazing doctor in America, has yeah. got it on, you know, on on pictures. You know, yeah. so you can see it. And I show it to my clients all the time. So when you have the gut cells together, these epithelial cells together, yeah. they are together by something called a tight junction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's glue. Keeps mm. cells together mm. like this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gives it integrity. Mm. And every food particle that you eat and that gets suggested has to go through those cells, wow. actively absorbed into your, your bloodstream. Does it go through the cell itself or between through the cells? Through the cells. It goes through the cells. Yeah, it goes ah. through the cells. It's an active digestion absorption process. So your body actually chooses what it wants and what it doesn't, right? Wow. And then wow. it has to be small enough, mm. the particles of food, yeah. you know, through the digestive process before, yeah. to get through that cell into your bloodstream. Yeah. So by the time it goes into your bloodstream, it's small enough into yeah. its building blocks and then it goes into your liver, you know, like your body, whatever, burns it, yeah, yeah. metabolizes it in your liver and mm. makes Ria's body out of it. Okay. Yeah. And I am made by my food. I am what you I are, eat. You are, you are what you eat. You, you know, are, and yeah. what your body doesn't want, it pulls out the other side. Yeah. yeah. So what happens now with gluten is that those tight junctions yeah. get ripped apart. It gets literally unglued. Why? How does that happen? It does it. It just does it. Yeah. yeah. That's what it does. So then you have single little cells and in between, so the food now doesn't go through the cell anymore, but beside it. Right. Have you heard about the term leaky, leaky gut? gut? Ah. That is your leaky yeah. gut, right? Yeah. So then, you know, if it's not through the cells anymore, but yeah. bypasses yeah. it, then larger than normal molecules go into your bloodstream that your body doesn't really know. Yeah. Yeah, the Dalton is higher. Dalton is weight, you know, yeah. the size of a molecule. Right. So then your body thinks, hmm, what is that? Yeah. I've got to fight this. This is the foreign substance. Oh, goodness. Inflammation. Yeah? Inflammation. And where inflammation goes, what inflammation is, it's in your, your body is always in a sort of a, you know, you need inflammation to keep you alive. Yeah. And then you need enough not inflammation to keep your life also. Mm. Yeah, you, you are a body in always in transit, always mm. adjusting, mm. you know, like mm. it's never the same. Mm. Life changes all the time. Like, like a river. Yeah. Like a river. Mm. <laughs> That's right. You know, so you always adjust to that level. Yeah. 
you know, of inflammation, anti-inflammation. Mm. So suddenly now inflammation takes over. So inflammation is asthma, right? Because mm. it's an inflammation in your, yeah. in your lungs. Yeah. yeah. And once your body, so you're like, like an in, autoimmune response. Um, let's get to that later. It's okay. an immune response. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you, it could you, be from yeah, your immunity, that, right? you know, like is fighting against these substances. You know, there's mm. all sorts of cascades, you know, of A makes B makes C, you know, mm. like spirally things happening in your body, you mm. know, that make things worse. You know, your cytokines go crazy. Yeah. You know, so inflammation in the lungs, asthma. Yeah. Inflammations in your joints. So cytokines are they're trying to de-inflame you, uninflame you, is that right? They, they are inflamed, you know, so oh, they when are, the they inflammation inflamed. is, you know, like a fighting of the body to yeah. make you healthy again. Right. Yeah. yeah. But this inflammation went too far. Yeah. You are so edgy, you know, yeah. your body is so much on edge. Oh, let's fight anything. Yeah. So arthritis, fibromyalgia, yeah. in your brain, inflammation will lower serotonin. Yeah. 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 That's your antidepressant. Yeah. You know, so a lot of Disease processes are inflammatory, mm. and by eating gluten and mm. ungluing those tight junctions, yeah. you know you make your body more inflamed. Yeah. Now it, of course, you know, yeah, that's gluten is nearly in everything that you eat nowadays. Mm. You know, like I'm a veterinarian, so what I do when I get an allergic dog, yeah, so yeah. lots of dogs have got allergies against mm. whatever, mm. grass, house dust mites. Um, the cat next door, food particles, yeah. And once you realize that dog food is about 60% carbohydrates. Full of gluten. Full of gluten, you know. Um, the industry is now responding to it by making grain-free, mm. you know, ones. But so far, because it's cheap, you yeah. know, wheat is cheap. Yeah. So, you know, they would fill it up with wheat, yeah. you know, just dead carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, a lot of, we see a lot of allergic dogs. Yeah, yeah. And wheat grown in soil that has lost its luster. Yeah. yeah, and that's the next bit that we're going to mm. talk about. We don't have that much time left, you know, like, but we probably will touch on it. So you can see that, you know, extraction of wheat, you know, which creates nutrient deficiencies. Mm. The gluten, which rips your gut cells apart and creates a leaky gut, which makes you inflamed. Yeah, yeah? so all yeah. these little dogs with allergies, you know, mm. I take them off grain. Yeah. And I put them on meat and vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, eat. And you see whole... an improvement in the animals when you change yeah. their diet? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. They might still be allergic against grass, for example, because yeah. grass is naturally itchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but overall, you know, their, their yeah. body just really mm. improves, you know. Can you think of an animal that you treated recently that improved? Oh, daily, yes. Yeah. All the time. You know, like... Um, Coco, one of my clients, um, she's a boxer. And whenever she eats wheat, her ears flare. Really? Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, like her ears get really inflamed. You know, if you are a dog owner, have a look at your dog's ears. You yeah. know, but half an hour after a diet, yeah. you know, a commercial biscuit, let's say, yeah. you can sometimes, if your dog reacts, you yeah. know, you will have the red yeah. ears on the inside. You know, right and on then, the inside of the ear. Yeah. And then the, um, the ear scratch. Yeah, yeah, and then your infections come yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. come in, yeah. you know, and rashes and you know, irritation. So, yeah. yeah. Now to um, come to another subject now, because you mentioned the soil. Yeah. Another substance that does the same as gluten is Roundup. 
Have same you heard as, about same Roundup? Same as gluten. I certainly have heard of Roundup. Yeah. yeah, when you say it's the same as gluten, what's it, that? It also rips the tight junctions apart. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that is not widely known. No. Yeah. Roundup does a lot of stuff, and we'll talk about heaps more in this podcast, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. every day that I read up more about Roundup, I'll find another piece of the puzzle, you know, mm -hmm. why it is really detrimental to mm -hmm. human health. And the environment. And is it right that the research that's been done on Roundup has largely been paid for by industry and so we don't know yeah. how? Yeah, oh, of course. You know, the company that made Roundup is Monsanto mm -hmm. and um, they were recently bought out by Bayer, you know, so mm -hmm. Bayer and Monsanto are no one. Uh, Roundup has, that's a commercial name and yeah. the, the active ingredient in it is glyphosate. glyphosate and yeah. we'll do that in the next podcast. Yeah. You know, like, so next that's a big week, subject, isn't it? We will talk about yeah. glyphosate you know, and yeah. what its problems are. Yeah. Um, but as we are now in the gut, yeah. you know, talking about those tight junctions, yeah. you know, this is what Roundup glyphosate does too. Yeah. And um, if anybody's interested, you know, Zach Bush, if you Google it, um, Google a YouTube video of his, Zach Bush is so Dr. Zach Bush. Bush. Yeah. And this particular one, which is really lovely, is called Eat Dirt. Oh, cool. <laughs> we haven't had time to talk about the gut microbiome. You know, that will be also another yeah. one. You know, like, but um, Eat Dirt as an encouragement to not be so, so clean. You know, yeah. like, but he has. But eat the some, right dirt. Eat the right dirt. Mm. He's got a beautiful picture in there of 15 minutes mm. after Roundup on gut cells you know so the oh gut cells goodness. are made visible yeah. by a green fluorescent dye yeah. and they really are nice and tight together yeah and then 15 minutes later a minuscule amount of roundup and they have all fallen apart and they're now round yeah. not sort of squarish anymore but yeah. round yeah with the leaks in between Ooh. yeah, yeah. and as he says, you know, like round little cells, you know, this just looks really like a cancer cell. Mm. And when you think about it, you know, a cell that has fallen apart, that hasn't got somebody next to it, yeah. will grow. Yeah. You know, like, and cancer is too much growth yeah. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, cells, uncontrolled growth, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah. in time, it will all be proven. You know, not much yeah. is proven yet because yeah. there's just no, not much research money for this sort of stuff. Mm. You know, mm. Monsanto is the most powerful company in the world amongst mm -hmm. you know when you think about it that 50 percent of all our land mass is used for food production mm -hmm. you know and a lot of that is cropping you know where we yeah. grow the stables wheat soy canola yeah yeah and that's monocropping isn't it mono monoculture yeah, yeah. yeah commercial normal what is now nowadays normal yeah yeah which really extracts a lot of the goodness out of the soil and yeah what happens to like the bacterial content is there what's left after yeah glyphosate roundup doesn't only do that to the gut cells yeah. you know that it by the way it's not only in the gut that, where it does that yeah you know your whole body is glued together by tight yeah. junctions yeah and through the tight junctions from one cell to the other you've yeah. got little gap junctions which are communicating mm. so all of that breaks down yeah, mm -hmm. even in your blood vessels, mm -hmm. in your brain, you know, water, it's mm -hmm. water soluble mm -hmm. roundup, so it goes everywhere. Wow. You know, it's yeah. in breast milk, it's in mm -hmm. umbilical cords, yeah, it's you know, like it's everywhere breaking down, you know, the, and that probably is one of the reasons, unproven, you know, I have to say, not mm -hmm. yet, you know, but mm -hmm. it will, you know, why we have such a cancer epidemic, yeah, yeah? you yeah. know, because of these destructions on the very cellular level. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it does that to our gut, what's it doing to the soil? 
and it is also an antibiotic. So it's killing, killing the stuff the, that's alive in, in the, the soil. soil. Yeah. It's killing the organic yeah. matter in the soil that creates the goodness in what grows yeah. in the soil. Yeah. So we will talk about that in the next podcast because mm. it's a really, really big one, mm. you know, that I need everybody to understand, you know. So rehash. Weed as such, grains as such are not that bad. Mm. But, mm. you know, what you are eating nowadays, if it's not organic, yeah. Or biodynamic, yeah. Which biodynamic is organic on steroids? It's better, yeah. you know. Like it's it, organic on organic steroids. On a, yeah, because it's got energetics in it. As yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But if you buy normal wheat, normal flour, yeah. Every flour that you buy, yeah. Every baked good, yeah. Every pasta, it will have been grown with chemicals on dead soil. Mm. Chemical is probably Roundup. So with every bite you eat, you will eat Roundup, mm. which is an antibiotic, mm. which will kill your gut bacteria, which will be another podcast, mm. you know, about the goodness of yeah. gut bacteria yeah. and why we need them and why they are so central. Yeah. So you're eating Roundup with your daily bread. Mm. Mm. And, and then having it that impact has that impact gut. on your gut yeah. bacteria. Yeah. yeah. And it rips the gut apart, mm. makes you inflamed for yeah. all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. So as a summary, one could say, just don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I will not eat normal bread. Yeah. You know, like, but nobody knows about it. You mm -hmm. know, like, mm -hmm. um, you so make, do you make your own bread? I make my own. It's my little yeah. flour mill. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then it's got all the goodness. Yeah. I make my own sourdough. Yeah. And... Because that know, sounds like, is making your own sourdough bread is that difficult? Because I heard you said before, actually, you don't think you're that great at cook, but, you know, you make bread, you make your own bread, you make sourdough, like, that's, mm, you know. It's, it's a habit. I'm not a good cook. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I keep food pretty simple. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a veterinarian and I am really busy, you know, so it's got to be doable. Yeah. And I am, I haven't got the headspace, you know, all the time mm. to really go into... She actually is um, a good cook. It's just simple food, <laughs> which is great. But it's it's nothing, you know, like it's the ingredients. Yeah, it's simple. The ingredients yeah, are there, that's right. you know, like, and then you yeah. can make it. So if you have a sourdough starter mm. culture, yeah. you know, which you can buy, yeah. you know, and you need rye flour, all I actually do is I grind my rye flour yeah. and then I mix it, you know, like a bit of wheat, bit of rye, yeah. depending on how dark I want it. Yeah. And then I put that, culture in it mm. it's like a yogurt culture you know mm. and you wait about 12 hours and yeah. it starts to really it's alive it's alive it's you know alive. i put a teaspoon of yeast in it too yeah and then i put as much water in that it becomes like a thick slurry yeah because i'm also too lazy to sit there and knead a dough mm. for half an hour mm. you know to make it really nice mm. you know and then it still comes out dry you know mm. so what i did is Fiddle with it, you know, yeah. and I just put water in it. Yeah. I thought, I, it's dry, so <laughs> I need moisture. <laughs> so I water in, you know, like filtered water, you know, yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. and uh, don't take chlorinated water because yeah, you kill yeah. the sourdough. Yeah, yeah. And then um, make it into a slurry, put it in the bread maker. Uh huh. Bingo. Press yeah. the button. Mm. Done. And you have got the bread that is really healthy for you. Well, you so know? that makes me want to run out and buy a meal. Yeah, they are available on the internet. What, is it, my, what am I asking for? A flour mill? A flour a mill, home yeah. flour mill. I had mine for 30 years and it's still going. 
Mm. We're not doing product endorsements, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you can just Google them, you know, flower mills. And uh, and then you know, you know, and then you buy yourself organic flour. So organic means pesticides, you know, like Roundup, insecticides that kill insects, they're not allowed. You know, you can, you can, if it's organic, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, so you can trust that, you know, that if it says organic, you know, you can trust it's grown without pesticides. This yeah. means I could potentially be having pancakes on a Sunday with everyone else. You could. So my, my last student that I had, Elsa, you know, she, were, she had lactose and gluten intolerance mm-hmm. since she was a child. Mm-hmm. And she told her story to me. And her story was, she said, I was a terrible child. I was moody, mm-hmm. cranky, mm-hmm. Um, you know, just awful to be around, she yeah. says about herself, yeah. you know. And I thought, really? You know, you are just so lovely. And, um, and she said, yeah, and then her mom changed her diet and went gluten-free and lactose-free. Mm. And she changed her character completely, mm. you know, um, which was interesting. And so she said within half an hour of normal flour, which to rehash, it's a combination of Roundup and gluten, both doing pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Mm. So it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay, let's challenge you, you know. So I made her my pancakes <laughs> and she did have no reaction. Wow. No bloating, no yeah. tummy ache. And she would normally have tummy ache. Yeah. You know, really bad tummy ache yeah. after that. You've never made she... me pancakes. I think it might be time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can make you pancakes, you know. And, and they are a little bit nuttier, you know, and yeah. they're not so fluffy and white. Yeah, because I don't they... like that in my mouth anyway. It's like, yeah. yeah. But they will fill you up, you know, mm. and you will get, you know, all the goodness that is stored in that mm. little germ, mm. you know, like, remember, you know, like when we talked about the germ and all yeah. the goodness in it. No, I want know? the germ. I want to get the germ. Yeah. The, the germ is in it, yeah. you know, because you can't take it out, you know, and the bran is all around it, which is your fiber, which will go into mm. your gut and feed mm. your microbes, mm. which we'll be doing in the next podcast, mm. you know, why you need them, what they need to eat. Mm. what they do, yeah. how you can't live without them, yeah. um, how you're actually colonized by more cells than on your own, you know, all of that we'll do in that next podcast, you know, but so you that's have the colonization of the body. That's like, whoa. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. So you actually get quite a lot of goodness mm. out of it. I'm not saying mm. that you should only eat mm. grains. Mm. No, mm. you know, like eat them today and tomorrow you've got an egg for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, but it's not at least not bad for you. It mm-hmm. can be quite good for you. You know, and when you talk about mineral deficiencies, mm-hmm. and where two thirds of every, well, I think nearly everybody is lacking, for example, in magnesium, with all the ben, you know, the the tragic consequences, you know, which we talk about later. Mm-hmm. Zinc is in that region. The yeah. tragic consequences of yeah. zinc deficiency. Yeah. Vitamin B1, you know, which is so needed for your frontal cortex. Mm. It's in the wheat. Mm. Next time you buy a loaf of bread, by the way. I don't have buy a bread. Look. I'm scared of bread. Well, anybody <laughs> listening, you know, yeah. if you buy a bread, have a look and we will find one of the ingredients is thiamine, which yeah. is another word for vitamin B1. Yeah. So the World Health Organization yeah. has realized that we are all B1 deficient with terrible consequences for our health. Mm. So by the flour milling process, they chuck the vitamin B1 away, which is part of the wheat germ. And then World Health Organization says, hello, you know, we are all deficient. So somebody in a factory makes B1, thiamine, and puts it back in. 
Yeah. Mm. Yet we are still, we should have five milligrams a day. Yeah. And on average, we have 0.9 of thiamine, of thiamine B1. B1. And I can tell you another story of my life as a vet. You know, so B1 deficiency. What are the B vitamins for? They are our methylators. You know, it, methylator means. Methylator means carbohydrate metabolism. You know, a methyl group in chemistry is a one carbon with a few H, you know, hydrogens on it. Too complicated, but it is your sugar metabolism, your flour metabolism. Like how you get the energy into your body. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that's what the B group does, and they nourish the nerve cells. Yeah, yeah. they're your sugar metabolism in your brain. Mm. So as a vet, you know, nearly most vets that do livestock will know what happens if you are acutely vitamin B1 deficient. Mm. What happens to the livestock? We get a disease called PEM, which is poly, poly. encephalo, right? Ah. Malaysia, which means becoming liquid destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So your whole brain, especially the frontal cortex, becomes yeah. like a gray mash. Oh yeah, another word for it is CCN, cerebral, yeah. your brain, yeah. cortical, your cortex, yeah. necrosis. And do you see that a lot? Yeah. So when we do see it, you know, we normally have a condition where the cattle have uh, something going wrong. They eat the wrong stuff, wrong yeah. supplements, something to do with sulfur. Suddenly all of those bacteria, um, you know, some bacteria die in the rumen, you know, too complicated to say, but they go into an acute B1 deficiency mm. and um, they fall over, they become their arch back, you know, and they, they bellow and then they will die, you Sounds know, and they're excruciating. And if we, animal. Yeah, if we can find them early enough, we can give vitamin B1 injections, you know, but you can imagine this, the brain is really liquidized already, you know, then it's quite often too late, you know. So we are all running on 0.9 milligram per day rather than five, yeah. you know, so when you think about how many mental health problems mm -hmm. everybody has, mm -hmm. how you, we all suffer from brain fog, mm -hmm. you know, how depressed we are, you how, know, how anxiety is, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's, uh, you lots of people feel less, you know, not energetic enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then this is one part of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So B1 would be in the germ of the weight, mm -hmm. yet it's been taken out. You know, you don't get it anymore. And, you know, one part of the puzzle. Magnesium, you know, like if you don't have magnesium, you become anxious. Yeah. Where is magnesium? Mm. You know, it's also in the germ of the mm. wheat. Mm. And we talk about why a lot of non-organic wheat is so low in it in the first place before we even extract and throw it away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like magnesium levels in the flour that you buy non-organic, yeah, non-home yeah, flour, yeah. it's like a 50th or something right. that you would have if you do what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So one part of the puzzle, we leave it as that. Mm -hmm. This was the gluten story. <laughs> and I uh, love to Elsa out there. You know, Elsa, my student, that didn't react to my pancakes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you, Ria. Thank you. Pancakes for afternoon tea. Pancakes for afternoon tea. <laughs> Goodbye until next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Body and Soil podcast. You've been enjoying this conversation with me, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. Thanks for loving this podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. 
Your subscription to the Body and Soul podcast is a vote for hope, a hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. It demonstrates that we have faith. Subscribe for more episodes designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me.